You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, welcome, friends, to another episode of Tales from the Bar Side. I'm Remy. This is my co-host, Lauren. Hi. And my good buddy, Polly Breeze in town. Hi, ho. Welcome, What's welcome, up, welcome. Grab yourself yep. a nice, tasty beverage, sit back, and let's tell some stories about bartending and music and all kinds of stuff. So, Polly, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, as if you need an introduction. Uh, well, uh, I'm a beer aficionado. I've been a brewer by trade most of my life. Also, uh, I suffer from musicianship, so uh, <laughs> that's, that's also something I do and have most of my life. Uh so I tied the two together and uh, kind of run a drink and rock and roll band called Stone Clover these days. And that's uh, that's what I do. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. If you guys have never seen or heard Stone Clover, you need to check them out. It's absolutely fantastic music. And I'm not just saying that because I'm your friend. I absolutely love your music. <laughs> <laughs> Same. The other day, too. Yes, good stuff. And so musicians, they're, they're not really big drinkers, are they? Like, you never... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, drugs and alcohol have nothing to do with rock and roll. <laughs> Polly, how long have we known each other now? Uh, I think we probably met sometime around 2005, 2006. I right. guess somewhere around 15 years is what we probably, we've probably been going around that time. Yeah, that sounds good. That's a, that's yeah. a nice round number. Let's it call works. It I mean, it's all fuzzy, so we can just agree somewhere around there. That's true. Most times that we hang out, it does get fuzzy. Um, I, I, I don't remember many, 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 many nights at the old Shillelagh or your old apartment up above the old Shillelagh when you used to live there uh, <laughs> playing music. I barely remember a camping trip on the Rifle River one year. Oh, that was, uh, you were there with, with the, never mind. <laughs> There's stories yeah. I probably shouldn't tell. <laughs> oh, no, that, that was a great weekend. I think I've I actually forgot told, about that. I think I told that story on our camping one one time. I was I was in a dress dancing around a fire at the end of the night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was actually not too long ago that we did the camping episode. So uh, fresh yeah, in the memory. My friends wound up on mushrooms. And no one else knew we had mushrooms because we would have all taken them too. Yeah. <laughs> right. One random guy in mushrooms didn't work out well. <laughs> No, well, I mean sometimes that works well. I'm, you know, I'm I'm definitely an exception to that rule. I've I've yeah. I've been known to go and have a good time on mushrooms by myself. But um, yeah, bring some to share with the rest of the class is always fun, right? I'm saying. <laughs> All right, so you've got some you've got some news for us. What's going on with Stone Clover these days, my friend? Tell us. Oh uh, well, obviously not a whole hell of a lot. It's really happening in the world of live performance and music, as you can you know understand. As you know, I think we all kind of know. Much to my lament. Uh, but uh, yeah, we didn't get to perform on St. Patrick's Day. I never thought I never thought I would live to hear the words, being a kid who grew up in an Irish bar, lived above it and played in it. St. Patrick's Day's canceled. Like, wait, what? No Christmas. What are you fucking yeah. like? How do you cancel Christmas? So uh, since then, you know, we lost that. And then we lost all of the, the entire summer festival and touring circuit. So we just haven't been doing anything. And uh, the whole time, a few few people who are close to me who know what I'm going, you know what's going on, said, you know, do a fundraiser. And I'm like, nah, everybody's got this. Everybody's got this going on. You know, I can't do that. That's not it just doesn't make sense. But uh, as of right now, uh, Oakland County, the city we live in currently, has agreed to match up to a half a million dollars uh, in funds for anything we raise to help our album. They'll match it towards the general musicians relief fund that's been started by Arts Beats Needs. So. So we're currently doing, yeah, we're currently doing a fundraiser, which again, I was, I was very trepidatious and reluctant to do. I was, I wasn't for it, but then I said, well, you know what? 
if I'm if we're gonna do it, if we're if we were ever gonna do it, now is the bloody time. And also, we'll be double dipping and helping people who are in need as well. So every ten bucks we raise, it's ten bucks more. We get the ten bucks, but then Oakland County says, "Well, here's ten bucks for musicians in need as well." And we're we're almost at three grand right now. So I'm 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 putting the bar high. I'm like three hundred thousand. It'll never happen, but you know, hey, I'm, <laughs> don't yeah, say three- never. It might happen. You exactly. know. And we'll obviously, if there's like a link or anything like that, that we can help out, we'll post it on our Facebook. Yep. It's all on our our website. It's all on our website, stonecloverdetroit.com. Perfect. We'll route them that way. Is that this is time sensitive, right? Do we have to have the funds raised by a certain time? The matching time period is uh, currently, I think the cutoff is like October 2nd. So we've got pretty much the month of September to raise as much as we can. And there's all the other bands locally are doing. I think, uh, I think we're currently like the the largest contributor to this uh so far and i'm I'm if they said if 200 bands can each raise 2500 dollars we'll get a half a million bucks and we'll get that raised into the fund and then matched into the fund but it's it's not it's not been easy for and a lot of the other bands are having a lot of difficulty doing it and so i'm i'm doubling down and i said i will shamelessly do this i'll, I'll put my pride down i'm i never go out asking for people people for stuff and i'm usually gigs and do that stuff you know exactly and that's the whole point is paulie you're one of the most giving kindest people i've ever met in my life and you're always giving to other people when it's your time of need that's when all of that stuff is supposed to come back to you and i know everybody's hurting right now right people are on unemployment for months people are out of jobs people are worried about what's going to happen the point is if art is important to you, if music is important to you, 10 bucks, man, it's really not a whole lot. Like everybody can find, you can scrape together 10 bucks out of like bottle returns and change that you've got around the house, right? Everybody can come up with 10 bucks. Now, the other thing is a lot of you people out there know local bands, right? So tell your local bands to get in on this too. If you, if the bands go out there and say, Hey man, like in lieu of you'd go to a bar and see your buddy's band play and spend more than 10 bucks on that. Wouldn't you throw 10 bucks to this general fund? It's going to get matched. And then we're going to raise a whole bunch of money. I think it's a fantastic idea. And that's why we're having you on this week, man. Like time is running short. We need to like hop on it. Yeah. We have links to both our fundraiser, which will be matched. And if so, and, but if you're like, man, screw this guy and his band and his music, he also, <laughs> hey, you never know, you know, whatever. I mean, I think it's okay. I'm in it. And I just think it's okay. Some people are like, this is great. I'm like, lose. Oh, I got them fooled. Other <laughs> people like, ah. But uh, so on our website that we have a link directly to our fundraiser, which will be matched, but we also have a link directly to the artist uh, relief fund, which anything that goes there will be matched. So if you're like, you know, I like the cause, but this guy's a jerk. So you can donate directly to that. And we've got them both on our website. So either way, I just we really just want to help the whole music community because now's the time. There's matching money to be had, so we have to do it now. That's, That's what true. it's all about. Man. I love it. I think it's a great idea, and I think uh, all of our listeners are going to get on board with this. Tell your friends about it. Spread the word far and wide. I know tons of local musicians. I grew. I mean, my brother's a musician. I grew up hanging around in in band practice joints, and you know, like. Uh, lofts and uh, basements and you know how many how many times have you seen an awesome show in somebody's basement like a lot growing up that's what we did you know so it's like (laughs) support it you say you support local music prove it put 10 bucks where your money where your mouth is and uh and we'll get you guys some much needed relief funds yeah and we're we're using the money we raised that the stuff that actually goes to our direct fundraiser it's not well, I mean, while we're all musicians in the band, we all make all of our money from music. We it's, we're, it's not a hobby for any of us. We all are full on full time musicians. 
Um, we're taking all of the money that we raise and putting it directly into the studio. We're, we're cutting, we're cutting a giant, a giant concept album, but I'm not able to do it all at once because it's, it's just gotten too big, but we're using the money to, to help the production costs. And we hope to have the first EP out by St. Patrick's Day is my goal, but we'll see. I might, I might have a label that wants me to wait a minute. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully we get to have St. Patrick's Day this year. You know, at this point, I, I totally want to say that too, but I'm kind of feeling like I should just plan for a letdown. You know, I've already been hurt once. I should just like, right. <laughs> no, too well, I, I think at the very least we'll be prepared to do some sort of uh, more virtual one, which will not be the same, but I mean, you look at what sports are doing you look at what drive-in concerts are doing and stuff like that. They'll, they'll try and figure out something to where it'll be a celebration. But I mean, you know, everybody knows that St. Patrick's day is about going out, you know, going to a, going to a bar, watching some live music, drinking your green beer, having your whiskey and having your fun. Yeah. So you have helpers. Oh my God. So fancy. Life is good. (laughs) I wish that would happen to me. I just got my box of wine next to me. (laughs) You're prepared, though. I, I just poured myself a really big glass of whiskey, so hopefully it'll last me an hour. It takes I an entire it. box for me to get through a podcast, apparently. So. <laughs> yeah. It usually takes a couple of pints for me and Remy to hang out for at least an hour. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Nothing nothing like a couple of pints amongst friends. So uh, this new this new giant concept album, can you tell us anything about it? Oh, can I ever, friend? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm calling it... So it started out as... I just had this EP going. We were on... The, we were on schedule as the new year was coming st patrick's day was coming we were gonna rip make a couple you know that's our super bowl we were gonna make the big money and hit the studio and cut the cp so we could get some new music to get a new booking agent and uh we've done the warp tour for we did a week or so on the warp tour made it out to boston and we we're ripping and we got some people talking to us and they were like well we need new product we need new product you got to show us because the old stuff's got a little bit of the drinky feel to it which we'll always have but we're like, we need something new to show what you guys are doing, what you're doing. Because we've, we've done some bigger shows. And they're like, wow, what the hell was that? I'm like, I don't have it recorded yet. So they're like, get a record. I'm like, okay, I'll cut a quick EP. But then COVID hit. And all of a sudden, like, even the studio was like, fuck, we're shut down. So I was like, well, yeah. I guess I'll sit at home with, you know, I'm just like crying in my beer all by myself. <laughs> while that was happening, I'm realizing that I had the EP ready. And I had another one almost ready. And then I had, and I'm like, wait a minute. Well, what about these and these songs and, and this song and this song? And I'm like, wait a minute. And if I move them like this, I I'd already, I already knew there was going to be a story involved in it somehow, but now it's turned into this giant story. And I'm even looking at our last album. And I'm like, well, that song fits in. Like even the last album's a precursor to this, like all of it's in there. So it's going to be this giant thing. I'm calling it death to the life of Riley. And, uh, I'm going to release it in four different EPs because one, it's expensive to do this kind of work. Yeah. Two, I can cut a few videos, hopefully, and spend a few bucks on that as I go. Um, but it's all going to tie to, to a larger story. But as I release the EPs, I'm going to mix it up too. So no one knows what the fuck is going on <laughs> until the very end. When, it's all, when I've got all the EPs out, then I'll, I'll mix it all together into a giant album with way more songs and interludes to tie it all together and show the proper so- format. And then I'll be like, ha ha, mystery solved. <laughs> but I love it. It's a great idea because it's like stepping stones. You know, you don't have the, you don't have the financial backing to go out there and make a cool, like, you know, double album kind of, you know, put it all together, all packaged and stuff like that. No, but it's a progression. And if you start getting the EPs and then you tie it all together, 
I, I think it's a brilliant idea. And, you know, we sat down last week and we were chatting to me about it and stuff. I'm like, oh, this this sounds awesome. I've actually heard a couple of the songs off of it. And I'm telling you, folks, it's it's really, really good stuff. I'm really excited. Yeah, you should I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm like a Stone Clover fan. So <laughs> I used well, to like sit at during Renaissance Festival in one spot all day and wait. <laughs> oh, you know that you saw it start. Oh yes! Oh yes! Yeah, this band I would always first. wait and just be like, "Stone Clover's coming out at some point." Like, just sit there and wait. Yeah, we always we like think- the best songs. You guys have such a good energy, and like, you know, exactly. Like, everyone's always enjoying it, and it's always like super fun to watch you guys like drinking, playing, having a good time. So, I'm a little closet fan. Not even a closet fan, but I'm kind of fangirling over here. <laughs> well, I'll have to share some tunes with you too. We're we're in pre-production, so a lot of it's not like I was telling Remy. Remy's been he's got family in music, so he knows I'm like, oh, this isn't quite mixed or mastered yet. The vocals are real low. We're looking at the violin on this one. You know, oh, oh sure. beware, beware. The bass is turned up real high. We we're working on the bass line on this one at the time, so it's it's. I've got some roughies, but nothing. Yeah, I would love recovery. to hear them. Cool. Honestly, that'd be great. Yeah, but you saw us grow up like when we when I started this band at the Renaissance Festival. It was just a like a, I was just there to have a good time and, you know, hoot and holler. And then all of a sudden it just kind of turned into its own thing and people started trying to book us. And I was like, Oh, okay. Here we are 10 years later. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'll open for fucking cheap trick. When you, what, who are you? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> so my friend Matt said, or uh, our friend Matt said, I too was forced enjoyably to watch and to wait and watch Stone Clover perform every weekend at Ren Fair. So <laughs> yeah, lots of people. That love you guys, so. Yeah, I probably know who that Matt is, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> no, honestly. I, I've, I assume. I've never heard anybody be like, Stone Clover? Uh, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, I, not my thing. Yeah, never. Say, it's always good stuff. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, we're, we're always our own worst critics, aren't we, as artists? Like, you know, you're. I don't listen to my podcasts after I do them. I can't. I'm like, oh, I sound like a nerd. I sound like such a dork. <laughs> I probably sound like a dork tonight. Whatever. Hopefully you're still too. <laughs> but no, it, that's the point. You're going to be your own tough critic, but the really, everybody really does love you, Polly. And like, oh, the stuff that you do and, and not just you, your bandmates too. Cause you know, it's not a exactly. one man show out there. You've got talented musicians around you. I know the, the lineup has changed a little bit throughout the years. You're going to have some flux and stuff like that, but uh, you're not going to let somebody join the band stone Clover without some chops. You know, you're nope. definitely going to be sure. good, good quality musicians and stuff. So I really hope that this uh, gets helps get the word out for you, and we can get like you know a lot of, a lot more money in you guys' pockets, so we can get these EPs out there, see your dream come true, and also just like Oakland County, thank you so much for agreeing to match these funds. That's pretty amazing, half a million dollars. If we can, yep. if we can get close to that, that's uh, that's pretty big stuff. We can make an impact in people's lives. Like you, you wanna you wanna help out on a community level. You wanna help some people in in real need and stuff because the just like bartending, the entire music industry has been decimated completely. You know, and you can't go out to bars, you can't see live music anymore. And th- there's people who have based their whole livelihood on this. And so they're kind of, you know, sitting around with like, oh, well, unemployment's running out and the $1,200 is spent a long time ago. And, you know, like we got to look out for our, for our fellow friends and, and uh, supporting the arts is one of the main things for me. That's, that's where my heart lies. I'm right there with you, bud. I, yeah. That's why the, once Oakland County did it, we were on a, or I got asked to be on a meeting with Oakland County. Uh, we, we were on channel four a couple times 
because of it too, uh, where they're, they're, they're highlighting this. Cause it's, it's amazing what uh, Dave Couture, the, the, the executive, the fact that he put his people into this. Cause I, when, when COVID hit, I, I met the gentleman once or twice at some press conferences and he said, Hey, if you ever need anything, I'm like, well, if you never need anything from an Irish band and we played, you know, played the card game, he's like, Oh, I, he used to be the uh, mayor of Ferndale. Yeah. And so he saw us perform at a lot of the Ferndale festivals, like DIY and pig and whiskey, which those guys are great too, working with those guys, but that's all gone this year. Yep. He's like, oh, I love you guys. I'm like, well, if you ever need an Irish band for whatever, you know, hit me up. And he's like, well, if you ever need a, a county executive for whatever, hit me up. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, you know, well, when COVID hit and uh, all the funds were coming out, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to write that email. I was like, hey, you know, we're a business. We're looking to get in. And not for nothing, it was heard. And this has now come back. I'm sure a lot of other musicians probably sent, sent Oakland County some stuff, saying stuff. And I know that, uh, John Witz and Jamie uh, Wilkins from uh, Arts, Beats, and Eats have been huge, huge proponents for the for the local musicians. Normally, they do all this and they create the Arts, Beats, and Eats Festival. This year, they're literally focusing on keeping the arts, the beats, and uh, keeping all of us who create their festival alive. Yeah. They, they, they changed their, their entire format to try and help us, which is it's insane. And, and the amount of work they're putting into it, I, I couldn't, I can't tell you how many times I've sat with Jamie and talked and, and been trying to figure this stuff out too. And it's just amazing what she's doing. And John as well, his, his reach is so far. I can't, I, I'm, I'm grateful just to be able to talk about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Kudos to them. And, and again, the, that's the kind of people that you need during times of stress and, and crazy uncertainty is like, okay, you guys organize festivals. You put all this stuff together. You put all these people together. You're good organizers. Like let's figure out a way to help these musicians out. So uh, it sounds like they're they've got the right people in the in the right job over there, and that's you know that's another thing. A lot of people are real quick to uh, slam politicians these days, but uh, politicians on the local scale are really doing some amazing things, trying to help people out. Like they care about their community, they're getting into it for the right reasons, and so uh, <clears throat> make sure you exercise your right to vote and look up in your local stuff, like who's really doing uh, what and helping out their fellow constituents you know what i mean right right sorry i'm looking at a rabbit right now it's better than me talking <laughs> about politics anyways yeah. i don't look at a rabbit we have a couple rabbits i'm sorry i'm like looking over there we have a couple rabbits and one of them's a dick <laughs> that sucks yeah, well, she, she's i cool hate when one of my animals is a dick yeah she's laying down now she's cool she's over there talking <laughs> for a little buddy <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm dying to hear some stories about people being like totally fucked up at one of your shows or you guys being fucked up at one of your shows or something. I've just been waiting, like not trying not to like push it because I know that we've got important stuff to talk about. But also like I want some stories. (laughs) I've got so in fact, I was thinking I was like, okay, well. Remy and I have known each other probably 15 years. We I've got a ton of downtown stories, which are probably tied to the time frame Remy and I were running together. Oh yeah, back to getting into trouble down in the in the old you know drinking at the well and oh no, I mean I trouble. Mean, I mean responsibly <laughs> handling our alcoholic adults and never having any <laughs> hangovers or issues of the sort. <laughs> you buy this shit. The laughter in the background is definitely uh, an indicator oh, of what kind boy. of stories are going to be coming. <laughs> Yeah, I can tell stories. I mean, I should almost have a wheel like Ren Fair, Old Shillelagh, Late Night, you know, Oddball, the oddity story I've got saved. I am curious to hear some Ren Fair stories because I have seen some people be very, very drunk there. (laughs) I'm going to vote for a Ren Fair story to start us off. (laughs) And that's like my people. I love Ren Fair. 
All right, so you want me to start there then? We, we're getting into yes, it? Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, I used to go to the Renaissance Festival for many, many moons, uh, just as a kid and a patron and a bit of a drunk, if you will. And then I got into playing music there somehow. I don't know what bet I lost to get that job. But uh, <laughs> so I found so it turned out I start working there. And well, you're not supposed to drink while you're working. And I don't really I mean, I'd like to drink while I play music, but I don't like performing drunk. There's a big difference between having a couple pints and really, you know, feeling it and enjoying yourself and being like, oh, shit, what the <laughs> fuck have I done to myself, which has happened once or twice. Um, so I made friends with as many different booth owners as I could when I first started playing there because they don't give with the, the place we were playing. We didn't have like our own backstage area. We didn't get to like, oh, oh behind the scenes. Nope. You're just out in the middle of nowhere. And they're like, all right, next set's in an hour and a half. I'm like, well, now what the fuck do I do with myself? So <laughs> I made a lot of friends with the boothies. We call them boothies. And uh, I would hide beers at every booth. <laughs> so I could wander around the festival. And no matter where I was at, I could always catch a beer. Or someone kind enough would be like, Paul, you look like you need a drink. I'm like, why, thank you, I do. I sure do. Yep. And I made I made a lot of friends with a lot of the, the boothies around our uh, performance area because of that. Well, then we were just having fun. I can, I can remember the one booth uh, across the way was like, hey, you know, our first set, they're like, that's too loud. We can't hear our customers. And I was like, well, what if I move the speaker to the other side of the stage? And they were just, they were like, what? You're, you're, you're going to try and do something nice to make this better? I'm like, yeah. I go, I'll move the speaker over there and just let me know if it's too loud. We'll do it again. I go, the whole goal is to get people to stand around and drink and then buy your stuff, you know? So we're on the same page. And they're like, what? After that, best friends forever. They ended up they ended up becoming a part of the show. Like there was a part where I'd stop with the song One More Beer and they'd go, boom, and smash a cymbal. <laughs> it just, and it was just because the whole part of the Renaissance Festival, for us at least, was just to have fun, enjoy ourselves, and share the good time with the, the patrons who just happened to walk by were just they were the they were the show to us. We were just having our own fun together, you know. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be about—the camaraderie and like, and not like, oh, whatever, man. Like, I'm a big rock star, and you're not going to tell me to turn it down or whatever. Like, no, that's not what Paulie's all about. It's not what Stone Clover's all about. It's like, oh my god, that's too loud. It's disrupting your business. We'll move this. Yeah, we'll fix it up. Let's like, right. yeah, let's we're not do trying it. to stop people from coming to your business. We no. want people to hang out around here, and in turn, they stand and look at your stuff. You know, you're helping us. We're helping you. And the next day, the next day, one of the guys at the other businesses that was across from where the speaker was pointing was like, hey, hey, man, I and now I'm standing on stage. When we do our sound check, I'm on. I can't like do I can't do it while we're playing. He's like, hey, I'm a sound engineer in in my in my past life. He would say it's Grant and Graham, giant fucking handsome man. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, just giant, huge dude with this big beard. And he's like, hey, he comes over and I'm like, oh, what have I done? Right. <laughs> he's got he's just the kindest, kindest, most gentle, beautiful human being ever. He's like, you know, I was a sound engineer in one of my past lives. He's like, you know, mind if I tweak your mids, or your you know, your highs a bit in this? I'm like, go to it, bro. And so we're playing, and he's over there going, dee, 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 and dialing it in for us. Too. I'm like, nice. well, all right. I go because that way because he's like, you know, we're having a bit of a hard time hearing you guys, and sometimes our customers are like, hey, whatever works, man. And so yeah, the, the Ren Fair is really just a beautiful place for camaraderie. I mean, there's probably a ton of weird stories I could tell about falling down drunk <laughs> at the end of fair and end of the nights when I get drunk. Yeah. Yeah. You've been holding Not it together me. all day so you can play. Yeah. Yep. And then it's like, now it's time to let loose. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too is, so the way I got into it kind of too is the Ren Fair would have uh, unmarked security. Like they would dress up like regular 
mm-hmm. patrons. They look like look like Renfair patrons, and they'd all have a certain hat. I mean, and we all knew who they were. But that way, the whole fair could have an idea what was going on. And they had the radios, but never feel like because there were there were sheriffs marching around, you know. But you'd always they, if somebody like got sick or something, they'd have three security guards there that no one would ever know were there. They'd just kind of come out of the mix and be like, "Yo, well, we used to camp." right down the road from the Renaissance festival with all of them at the KOA. And so after the Ren fair at the, the, the security guards campground is where the real stories happen. And, and actually there's a, there's another group of people uh, who do a pig roast every year. Uh, one of the booths right across from where we play castle Denison was the name of the booth. They do a bunch of beautiful embroidery work and they'd let us sit behind their booth and hang out. They would feed us and all this. There's beautiful people, uh, Deb and, uh, and her team. And so, and Bob, but we would go to their pig roast about 20 minutes north and they had this huge property and they would let all these Rennies set up tents for the whole two, three weeks of rent or two months of rent fair. And they had paths with rope lights and some portage on. So it was like a tent community still is, I should not this year, obviously. And then they had this pavilion they built where we would sit and play music around a camp, like this big pavilion. We'd play music while everybody's drinking and eating. It was like a second night rent festival and they have a pig roast, but one of the most infamous nights ever i brought a couple kegs to this pig roast and we're sitting there drinking and whatnot everybody's fizzles, fizzling out and i've got a bit of a reputation for being a trooper if you will i don't know where i get that you know, kind of a kind of a hardcore guy well bob the owner the homer and his wife deb deb's deb's probably called it but bob he is a giant he looks like a tree trunk grew legs and walks through the forest you know and he's got a giant red beard and he's one of my best mates and he's like He's like, so, Paulie, what's up? I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, we're drinking. And he puts a, puts a fifth of fucking whiskey down in front of me. And I'm like, shirts off. And I'm like, we're going to rage. And so we rip our shirts off. And we eat. Bob and I sat there and drink. Now, mind you, we've been drinking all day and all night already. <laughs> we almost polished off this entire fifth of fucking whiskey. And I don't really remember much after that. Except for, but the next day was a fair day. So I had to get back to fair and play music. Like that was Saturday and I still had to go perform Sunday. The next thing I know, and I know this because some of my tent neighbors heard this go down and they've told me since they laughed their asses off. Danielle's kicking me. My wife, she's like, Polly, wake up. We got to go. You know, wake up. And I'm like, I don't remember going to bed or getting into the tent at all. But they tell me that when I laid down in the tent, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm putting myself over here. Well, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, where are my pants? And she's like, what do you mean, where are your pants? I'm like, my wallet's here. My phone's here. Like, I set everything down, but I'm not wearing my pants. Where are my pants? Like, I, I had to have had my pants on to come to bed and set my stuff down because it was all in my pants. It's all here in a pile, but my pants are gone. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. Where the fuck. And so I'm walking around the campground in my underwear and looking at it. Like, anybody seen my pants? To this day, they've not shown up. Like, everybody still has no idea. Like, I think a raccoon's out there wearing them. Like, me. Like, nobody knows what fuck happened to Polly's pants that night. And <laughs> the funny thing is that I'd already written the song One More Beer where I say I woke up with no pants on and a tattoo on my chest. I really woke up with no pants on and no idea what they went. Like, we still haven't found my pants so that day. No tattoo? <laughs> no tattoo? No, no, just, I got them on my wrist. <laughs> I, wait. Oh, perfect. <laughs> no, we're, that, that, I'm going to wake up with one on my chest soon. That'll be another story. <laughs> I remember one year, um, so obviously being bartenders and stuff, like we work every St. Patrick's Day. Oh, and yes. I called in, <laughs> I got the black lung car to see <laughs> you guys play at the Colada. 
in, I think that's like Northville or Livonia. Maybe there was one in Livonia. Did we ever play that one? Um, it all together for me. Yeah. This was years ago. Years if and you years say ago. it happened, I'll believe it. <laughs> I'm positive. I like called in sick, like, <laughs> to go see Stone Clover. <laughs> <laughs> and I got in trouble because somebody posted on... I think it might have been Facebook or something, a picture of me. <laughs> I was like, no, I really was sick. I just went anyway. <laughs> I was too sick to work, but not too sick to drink and see my favorite band. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I can't wait awesome. to show you guys the new music, though, too. Like I was sharing a lot of it with Remy the other day. I'm, we're going to have the classic drinking tunes, a couple of them, but we're going into some. some we're, I'm really expanding the sound. It's going to touch it all. In a good way. I'm it's it's amazing. It. Like, yeah, it's it's so good. It's you it's you're you're weeping because it's like the teenage drinking band has grown up and writing songs <laughs> about adulthood, you know? Like <laughs> Well, I, I can write drinking songs, but I don't want to write twenty of them in a row, and I don't think anybody wants to hear twenty in a row. You gotta I gotta it's, have some depth and some movement. That's exactly right. And you know, hey, the drinking songs are fun. They're they're great, they serve their purpose and stuff, but like, you know, show yeah, show, show off your true music. Yeah, like we don't love a good drinking song. Of course we do. <laughs> but it's, like it's, drinking it's, the like least the amazing is you don't, thing to drink while listening there, to drinking there's songs. There's no judgment here. There's no <laughs> judgment at all. Uh, the, the the point is that you don't want to be a one trick pony, right? You don't exactly. want to be known. You don't want to be known as just the drinking song band, you know, like, Oh, yep. there's that Irish band. They sing a bunch of drinking songs. Great. Like, like, no, they've got depth. They've got heart. They've got talent. They've got stories we, to tell. They've got, we have, you know, which is, we have been pigeonholed like that before. For sure. Of course. It was, that, it it makes tough sense. to get on the work tour when we find, when we got the work tour to take us, you know, we were on the Ernie Ball stage, which they, I'm not complaining in the least bit. It was amazing. I had a blast. It was wonderful. But for guys like us, that's where they start. You're like, actually, it was a step or two up from the lowest stage, which I was, I thought we were getting the lowest stage. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I'll do that. I'm so happy to be here is what I always say, you know. And, you know, but they gave us a couple, st- a step or two up. But when we got there, they're like, oh, an Irishman. What the fuck are they thinking? But sure as shit, that, that stage has got bands playing all day and there's people coming and going. But every fucking time we hit, hundreds of people would swarm in and they're like what the fuck are these assholes wearing green pants for <laughs> but it was rock and fucking roll and they could tell we fell out i always say they're like what do you sound like i'm like well we sound like you know there's drinking songs but we sound like we're a bunch of rock and roll kids who fell out of an irish pub you know you can hear these instruments and you're like what the fuck is a violin and a mandolin doing and then we're like what the fuck is that shit so the sound has grown a lot, and I'm I'm so excited to share it with you. <laughs> yeah, we can't wait. Coming soon. It's awesome. Well, I, and again, hey, let's let's. This is a perfect time to like throw that out there. Go to stoneclover.com. They've got all the details on there for where you can donate to to just yours or to the general fund. Like you can either go either way. If, it's maxed if, though. If you do us it, or you do the fund, exactly. either way, it's double the double your money. 10 bucks. That's all we're asking. You'd spend like t-shirts cost more than $10. A new CD costs more than $10. Like your subscription to Apple music costs 10 bucks a month. Throw 10 bucks this way. I promise you it's for a good cause and you won't be disappointed. I have so many CDs and t-shirts right now in my fucking base because <laughs> that's we were about to do St. Patrick's Day and the summer tour. So I was about to say, you probably had a whole bunch of inventory that you had ordered yep. just for that day. You do that in January. Like we take uh, we take November, December, and January off because I don't want I want to have Thanksgiving with the family. I want to have my Christmas, and then St. Patrick's Day though that is our really our Christmas, and I my family all gets together for the Irish pub. But 
I got to get my shit in order. So January, I put every bit of money we had into CDs and T-shirts. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And, and normally, that's a good investment. Because she's yeah. like, all right, we're playing the shows. And that money turns into more money. And we were going to spend that in the studio. Well, not this year. <laughs> I got these great coasters, you guys. <laughs> they say Stone Clover. <laughs> and take out the center and put it in a CD player. It makes noise, too. But I got these $10 coasters, if anybody's interested. <laughs> Well, so that's so you guys another can get thing. Coasters. You yeah. Can <laughs> oh, yeah, the website's got merch too. If you want to order some merch, yeah, I'll, I'll mail it to you. I won't leave uh, you in. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll I'll be your first order. So you and me and Lauren are going to hang out sometime soon. So she's a big fan girl, and I didn't know this about her, but I do know. Yard beers. <laughs> uh, yes, yard beers. And I'm going to buy a t-shirt from you because I don't have a Stone Clover t-shirt. No, I no, will no, no, also no. buy a t-shirt from I you. I insist. On well, you got to come over I and you insist. can pick from the variety. So I've got I've got. <laughs> Perfect. I've got That's what I'm saying. Perfect. Yeah, I so will do that. I would love to pick a shirt. Yeah, we'll put a little of that cheddar back and in maybe some coasters. Stuff that you missed out I on do like coasters. Like well, I, yeah. you guys are too kind. I appreciate the hell out of you. Well, uh, we appreciate you, man. And it's like you know, this is this is important to me. This is important to us. Like without local musicians and local bands like putting on shows and stuff, the world is a much more dull and boring place. It's not the kind of world that I want to live in. So, like, we need to keep you guys afloat. We need to keep you guys supported any way we can. We're all going to get through this shit together. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks for everybody. But, dude, your attitude about the whole thing is your positive spin on it. Like, I can't commend you enough for that. You know, instead of like moping about like, oh my God, you know, I spent all this money on merchandise and stuff and my big plan fell apart. What did you do? You were like, well, let me figure out how I can like pull all these songs together and work on like a big, amazing project. Like you've used this time wisely, sir. The story's gotten bigger since Thursday too. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's that's the I'm way it goes. Novel. You get that creative spark. And and honestly, you know, if you you were saying to me, it's like if COVID wouldn't have hit, you would have been busy touring and stuff like that. This big idea would not have come to fruition. Maybe it not until another time. Away. But so you you took a bad situation, you made the most of it. And that's that's just uh we applaud you for that, sir. Well, I, I have to say I am the luckiest man alive, is what I often say. I've got, I got decent health, you know, I've got a loving family and I have a ton of beautiful, talented people around me who see that my heart and soul are wrapped up in this and they support me. And I I mean, I always say Stone Clover's really just, well, my one joke is we're a, we're a drinking group with a bit of a music problem. (laughs) Um, That's my favorite, but, uh, but without the fans, this would have never... I honestly did not start this band thinking it would be anything more than just a bit of a good time here and there. Yeah. And the fans kind of took it and turned it like every... We did the Ren Fair one year. Next thing you know, I'm playing weddings. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll play your wedding. You know, next thing we're doing the Ren Fair again. And then all of a sudden, bars are calling us. And I'm like, you know what? So I start trying to get into rock and roll clubs. The next thing you know, we're opening up racks. And it's like, we're playing biker clubs. And I'm like, the kids are like, we're, we're doing that. I'm like, and there's a bunch of metal bands playing. I'm like, I'm like... Just turn it up, throw it at the wall, and hope it sticks, guys. Sure, sure. Right. <laughs> and it does. And everybody's like, well, this is working. I'm like, all right, let's fucking keep <laughs> going with it. So I'm just a, I'm just one of the, I think I'm the luckiest man alive is what I have to, I'm going to write a song called that, which is a different story. Not for this album, but I'm writing a song called The Luckiest Man Alive about a guy who like wakes up late for work and uh, like his car is broken. I don't know if he's going to have a car, but he doesn't make it to work. He gets to work and he gets fired for being late. And they're like, fuck, you know, and, and then. Something else happens, this happens, this happens. He finally just makes it to the bar. He's like, fuck this, I'm going for a drink. And he gets to the bar and everybody's like, oh my God, you're alive. And he's like, what do you mean I'm alive? He's like, they're like, well, you didn't hear there was a huge accident right on your path to work. And it, 
He's like, wow, if I'd have been on time, I'd have been in that accident. And your work burned down and everybody died. You know, and the whole time, <laughs> the whole time he keeps going just, like, all this shit. <laughs> yeah. He just thinks it's the worst thing happening to him. He's like, man, I'm the luckiest man alive. Fuck me for my luck. But then he gets to the pub and everybody's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, holy shit, I'm the luckiest man alive because I would have died <laughs> because of all these stupid things. So that, that's Brilliant. another thing. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I love it, Polly. Of- I love the way your mind works. You got a million great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> couple of friends who are pretty pretty big stone clover fans and uh they have most definitely been saying hello on our live feed just so you know everyone commenting in saying that they want stuff um but i remember also that you guys were playing over at the pig and whiskey yeah we do that one yep and i think also the diy possibly yep yep we do that one and i used to work directly across the street at the grasshopper and I would go running upstairs and stand outside and listen because you guys always went on when I was at work and I would go running upstairs and me and my friends would dance around outside and sing along and then we'd go running back downstairs and finish working so (laughs) (laughs) just so you're aware there's people that love you and seriously like want to see you guys succeed and if I can help out with that if Remy and I can help out with that and and get you guys some donations and stuff. We would love to do that. Thank we'll you so much, back, bro. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for just you know sharing your talents with the world. That's what it's all about. I love the fact that you started off as just kind of like ah whatever, just you know like ah. <laughs> like I, I I remember when you know Billy would play over at the at the Shillelagh, and then you would come on and you were kind you're I wouldn't say like his protege or anything like that, but like you'd come on I and do a like a bit of a set, yeah, something I like learned- that. Dude, Billy Dixon, Terry Murphy, Jerry Poirier, Gerard Smith, all those guys, Michael Bryan, all these guys I watched growing up. But Billy's probably the one who probably taught me the most about how to handle a crowd. Yeah, and you know, he he carries a song like nobody else, and that that's something I learned from him is how to possess a tune uh, from Billy Dixon. But working a crowd, I really learned a lot. I mean, I've always kind of been a wise ass and a bit of a people person, but watching Billy kill the quips when we were young, his son and I used to open up for his band upstairs. Yeah. Sonny and I were, were the opening act, and we would essentially use a lot of the same jokes. And he's always joking, he's like, You kids stealing my jokes. And I'm like, Yeah, but we're telling them better. <laughs> but from having done that, like any of any of those musicians I mentioned, I could go, Hey, man, how are you? What is that song? I want to learn that song. How are you playing it? They would literally grab a guitar and sit in front of me like this. Like Terry Murphy was a left handy. So yeah. I could see the right-hand guitar. He could be left, and we could literally mirror each other. He'd be like, check it out. He taught me my country F, like the F chord I still play to this day. I never would have played that if Terry Murphy hadn't said, try it like this, boy. And sure as shit, I do. And now I've had musicians over the years. I try to help other musicians. Like as we've gotten, I don't want to say too big, but we've gotten bigger offers to do other things. I still get a lot of offers to do other things. And instead of just say, no, fuck, you know, no, I'm, bus- I'm busy. I go, oh, hold on a minute. Let me call a friend, and I'll call some yeah. other band." try to get the other bands booked in these other spots. And they're like, wow, they ask me, you want to cut? I'm like, you buy me a beer next time I see you, you know? <laughs> but the same thing is you have to teach the next, now that I'm, I guess I'm getting old. Am I getting long in the beard? Yeah. Are we getting, getting old? old? I don't feel old. I, old. I don't feel old. I don't remember getting old, but now yeah. I've got people asking me, how do you play that song? Or what's that tune? And I'm like, Oh, sit right the fuck up. I'll, I'll write it all down and hand it to you. You know, yeah. This this community we have, especially in the Irish music community, I think it's it's about the tradition of continuing it and keeping it going. Even though sometimes I get crap because I kind of do it my own way and mess it all up. But I'm like, well, I can do it the way everybody does it. I can do that. No problem. But I don't want it. So I'm going to fuck it all up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's I the mean, whole you point gotta, for you to do your own thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I wouldn't be here without the I wouldn't be here without the guys who who taught me and led the way for me, you know. That's and I'm true. so grateful for that. Yeah, Billy Dishman. Every album. Shout out to wrote. the old gents that uh, that passed the torch <laughs> down to you, man. Cheers to them. So, uh, my good friend Megan, and I know that she used to work at Ren Fair and everything too. She said her favorite memory is pajama parties to watch Walking Dead. Do you know what I'm talking? Oh about? Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, Megs is on here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah so i used to have in this very room we're in like this this is my living room uh back when walking dead was new i'd read all the comic books before it was a tv thing and not all of them but a lot of them and so when it started i, I used to have bad movie night at my house on sundays and then the walking dead came out on sunday so i started having walking dead night and i would invite 10 or 15 people over and i'd cook a big dinner and we'd all sit around and eat and we'd sit around in our pajamas and watch the walking dead and i also used to have Megs will remember the, the pajama jam, I called it, where everybody came over and I'd get rid of all the furniture in my living room, except the couches and the back walls. And I told you, you can't come unless you're in pajamas and you bring a couple big fluffy blankets and a bunch of pillows. And I would just cover the whole living room in blankets and pillows. And I'd pick four or five movies. Like w- the last one we did, I think it was Legend, uh, The Dark Crystal, nice. Labyrinth, and The Neverending Story. You know, and we just sit around and eat and drink and the pajama jams. Oh, I need to, I need to bring back the pajama jam. <laughs> she said, I love you, Polly. I love her too. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. I've got a great story. So God, what was that? Maybe a year and a half, two years ago, Polly just reaches out to me. He's like, Hey man, you want to come play like this cool zombie Nerf gun war game? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> sure. Sounds good. I was like, are you kidding me? This sounds amazing. And so I show up at this house. I get directions. Polly sends me over there. And they've got like 50 different Nerf guns and all the little Nerf bullets for it. And there's like big ones and little ones and cool ones and like this magic sword. And (laughs) so one group was the zombies and one group was the heroes. And like the zombies could touch you and you'd turn into a zombie. Oh, God, dude. It was turned off all the lights. And it was like a battle royale with like 20 people in this house trying to not become a zombie. I, I did I did not win. I, I got turned into a zombie a couple of different times. So but, oh, my God, that was so much fun, dude. I actually so won one fun. round at that, too. I never thought I would. Yeah. I surviving one, yeah. But uh, that was a three-story house at uh, one of my, my best mate's places. That was I forgot about that. That was an amazing night. So good. <laughs> and just, you know, that's, that's the kind of friend you are. Is like, there's always something creative going on around you. Always some like fantastic adventure or cool thing that's happening and stuff like that. And so like when Polly like reaches out, I was like, Hey man, what are you doing tonight? You want to come play zombie nerf gun? You're like, uh, yeah, I do. I most definitely do. I'm like, glad you I mean, didn't say How the fuck oh. old are you, Polly? You were like, Oh hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, all about it. I knew you though. We're do- you were like, I don't know what we did. We might have yapped or something in the week. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to help fucking Remy. I bet he'd love this shit. I sure did. <laughs> and sure as shit, Remy showed up. You were there before I even got there, I think. You'd already made I- friends. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was like, hey, he walks up. He doesn't know anybody in the room, but by the time I get there, he's like, hey, Polly, thanks for showing up. Me and my friends here talking about having a game. <laughs> I'm a bartender. It's my job to make friends yeah. with people. So, yeah. you know, you're good that people, comes naturally. Yeah. You're just good people. That's what, And it worked. And that was, a, I forgot all about that. That was a hell of a night. Oh. The health vials were vodka, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Health vials were vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they were mixed. Oh, we had a we had an elaborate plan. Story of my life. <laughs> it really was. It really was set up fantastically. Like there was rules to it. There was, you know, they they broke it all down for you. But like, it, that's what made it so good. Is like it was well planned and well thought out. I was like, this is actually awesome. <laughs> Drunken zombie survival Nerf guns. Yeah. Uh, and I, and as soon as you invited me and told me what it was, I knew it would be. I was like, oh, this sounds really good. Like I definitely can't miss this. I forgot about that. I'm, I'm awesome. glad I invited you to that. <laughs> who can say no to that i mean if i got i don't even know you and if you sent me that i'd be like all right i'm on my way uh, <laughs> like yeah. that sounds fun doing it oh <laughs> uh, yeah i'm a lucky guy man i just i get lucky and i get to have weird adventures and i just try to include everybody to have fun with me uh, you right, know what, though? Yeah. i feel like that's like something that people should just do in general be like you know i came up with this wacky idea let's make it work you know, and go all out. I love when people like choose like a theme to a party and they're like, let me make trophies. Let me make, you know, like games up and all this stuff. Like it doesn't have to be just like, come and drink with me. It can be something fun and interactive. Oh man. (laughs) I need to do that. I need a bigger house myself. That was a three story house. We did that in. We need to do that yeah, again. Oh, yeah. The basement was sketchy. It was weird to go yeah. like because it was dark in the stairway area of the basement. Like both the stairways were tough to navigate. You're like, oh god, I got shot. Like, oh. <laughs> so oh. I'm curious, have you ever had someone like during one of your sets, especially like during like, you know, St. Patrick's Day and stuff like that? People get fucking wasted. Have you ever had to like deal with somebody like jumping on stage or you've had to like kick them out? Would you like me to go back or would you like the most recent one? Because I got a good one. I want both. Why not both? Okay, the most recent one this year, and I still have these suspenders. I, 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 the guy messaged me and said, You want the charger? So, okay. So, St. Patty's Day weekend this year before it all got canceled, we're at the logger house and I got this drunk guy. Now, mind you, he wasn't rude or anything, but he was just persistent we'll say and the, the logger house stage is only a couple feet off the ground it's not like you're it's not like you're like looking down on the, on the, yeah you're, you're the layer of separation isn't immense which i don't mind i, I love it i love being that close sometimes other times you're like projectile <laughs> vomit that way <laughs> but uh this guy's adamant he keeps coming in i've got a couple new members and a new uh, uh a lovely young woman playing fiddle and he's like Arr! he's like you guys are great. And I'm like, thanks, mate. And I'll just jump in and you know interject because I'm the loud, obnoxious guy. And he's like, take off your clothes. And he says this quite a few times to the point where I'm like, I'm like, give me your suspenders and I'll take off your clothes. And he's like, what? And next thing I know, I'm wearing light up suspenders, like electric, like this color <laughs> light in my underwear, in my boxers, playing a Green Day song at the end of the day on, on parade day. <laughs> Because the other guys were like, I don't know how to deal with this drunken heckler. I'm like, I'll show you how to do it. I threw my pants at him. <laughs> I was like, this is how it's done. But we've we've had some really, I've had some really drunk arseholes in the past. But if you can't handle a heckler, you shouldn't be playing in an Irish drinking band. You got to be, you got to be able to turn it around on them. Sometimes they're jerks, and you got to be able to make them think that they're your best friend at the end of it. After yeah. calling them, I can tell someone to go fuck themselves sideways on Sunday to where they'll leave happily to go pack for the trip. <laughs> you know it's they're like, a gift. Oh, I love that guy. I'm gonna go pack. <laughs> it's a gift. Hey, and well, for every for every drunken idiot that makes a fool out of himself or makes your job hard, I'm sure you've seen lots of nice sets of boobs. Thousands of oh, boobs. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, nobody's <laughs> ever flashed in their sweet boobs. Every now and then you got, you got the, the girl on the shoulders. You're like, wow, I got, does that make me a rock star? I think I'm a rock star, guys. I think I'm a rock star now. <laughs> count, that counts, right? Drop that down. Both times it happened, it was amazing. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, awesome. I, I'd rather. Yeah, I, I don't really. I don't really have any like hair. I mean, there's plenty. I can as trying to think of a specific moment where there was a really bad drunk. There's been plenty of them over the years, but it's just always washed away by all the goodness, the good people. But you just got to be able to handle a heckler. There's always going to be some guy yelling Slayer or or fucking Freebird. <laughs> yeah, it got to the point where we would play the intro to Freebird and just to like, and then we'd be like, well, I don't know how, it, you know what? I don't know. All right, cool. Yeah, just, sorry, that's all we know. That's yep, all we can we, play. Just to, just to get them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's ways well, to get around people for sure. But, you know, like you're always going to have some sort of situation at some point in your life where there's going to be somebody that's trying to like ruin the good time for everyone else. And if oh, yeah. you can turn it around and make it like they're the fool, then that's even better. Oh, I also, I don't really try to make, unless they really, really, really fuck with me or make it bad for everybody. I won't, I won't try and offend or be rude to them. You know, yeah. I'll usually try and turn it into a way where they get it out. They get to be, cause a lot of the time it's they're drunk and they want attention themselves. Yep. See, I'm not going to give them the goddamn microphone, but I'll give them a little laugh and make everybody like, oh, everybody, yeah, it's cool. I'm cool. And spread the love and make everybody feel part of the show. I always want everyone to feel a part of the show, too. But yeah, you're trying to make fans, not like yeah. turn them away and yeah, go, make oh, friends. I was an asshole. Did you hear what he said? I'm going to look for him afterwards and get in a fight with them. You know, that's yeah. that's where that road leads you. No. That's happened like, once or twice and it didn't go well for the guys. No. <laughs> But yeah, I don't. If I have to, eventually, like, look, man, I'm trying to do my job. I don't come to where you work and slap the dick out of your mouth. So leave me the fuck alone, man. (laughs) (laughs) I got a million of those, you know, but I don't have to go there. (laughs) I can. I'm sorry. This is is an adult show, right? (laughs) Right. Oh, always. But that's not the first one you go to. It's like I'm gonna try and like you know have you on my side and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, Last last, last, last resort. I'm also very curious about the feeling of like hearing people sing your own songs back to you. That, that is the, the (laughs) the first time it happened to me. I don't, I I might not have been Renfer. I've been doing the old shillelagh for many, many moons and was throwing, throwing original songs out and becoming a songwriter. Essentially. I still to this day, 15, 20 years later, I'm like, wow, I'm a singer songwriter. Like that's what I do. Like I hear people, Oh, this singer songwriter. I'm like, Oh, they're so talented, a singer-songwriter. I never never <laughs> apply that to my, like, wait a minute. I sing and write songs that people like, too. I'm a singer-songwriter. Wow. Who knew? <laughs> but the first time it happens where people start singing your own songs back to you, it's, I, I can't even describe it. It's just a weird, you're like, oh, it, it, it shook me to my soul. It just made me feel like this is why I'm here. I'm supposed to be doing this. I need to share this with everyone which is oftentimes when I finish writing something like I'm in pre-production, I was showing Remy all the new stuff, even the stuff I've written in the past six months, I sometimes look back at it and go, I don't know how I wrote that. Like, I know it was me with a pen and a paper and a, and a guitar banging away, trying to figure it all out for a night or three. But when it's done, I'm like, it just sounds like it was already there. And I'm just the one who just wrote it down for everybody. It's, it's like, so when people sing it back, it's a, it's, there's a fulfillment there that I can't describe that. It just really gives you that, it, I don't know. I'm getting a little verklempt over here. You <laughs> I feel like there's a purpose and a, and a meaning to it all. And when you see when you see little kids dancing to your music, like I we used to call the spot we were at at the Ren Fair, I called it the toddler or the the stroller brigade. 
because little because parents would walk by. We had a couple paths crossing in our area, and we'd be playing. And kid, parents would be walking by with their toddlers and their stroller, and the kids would start bouncing and shaking, and they'd be like, "What?" And, uh-huh. they'd, and they'd stop, and then the kids they let the kids out and they start jumping around, and that's the it's the most amazing, beautiful. In fact, my best friend Liam, who's now twelve, I met him when he was three years old because he started doing that. Uh-huh. I was at his house Saturday night. I, I, I drink with his parents. He's not ready to drink yet. But I was at his house Saturday night. They have a we had a bounce house and barbecue. <laughs> We're all sitting six feet apart from each other around a, a around a fire and telling. And I told the story for the new album. But yeah, there's nothing like just just having people like what you do. I don't know how to say it otherwise. But oh, I'm a lucky man. I'm the luckiest man uh-huh. alive. <laughs> <clears throat> There's no other way to put that because that's really what it is. It's just people loving what you do, you know, and, and you bring that feeling to them and that's, that's probably super fulfilling. I I can't, I can't say how grateful I am to have that opportunity every chance I get it. Like we played a show last week, Labor Day weekend was like, we spent a weekend ago or two and it was a drive-in show, like cars parked and far apart. And there weren't a lot of people there, but just being on a stage and having the opportunity to, to just, just rip and roar and just yeah ow oh it felt so good i missed it so it's been i love it well and the fact that you know there was enough there was enough people that wanted to to go and see you in their car like that's awesome too and a drive-in right that's a testament to the success that you're not a movie you know yeah Yeah, we sold it out our uh our best mates the corktown popes were in the same time slot with us and the fact that they and we the fact that we sold out the show that means we raised $1,500 just by doing that for the Artist Relief Fund. Oakland County's matching all those ticket sales to kick Beautiful. in there. I was like, boom, there's 1500 bucks right there. And we wouldn't have been able to do that if we hadn't had the opportunity to play. And the Corktown Popes were fucking amazing, too. I love those guys. Look them up. If you're listening to this, Stone Clover's okay. Corktown Popes are cool as fuck. They're my good <laughs> friends. <laughs> Check them out. Okay, so let's give you one more chance to go ahead and tell everyone how they can donate. We've got about, you know, five minutes left, so... Oh, I didn't even tell my little person story. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, We're going to have uh, to have you on again. Oh, darn. Oh, darn. <laughs> um, so you can go to stonecloverdetroit.com or band or music. I, I've got them all linked together. But Stone Google Stone Clover. Go to our website. And we have a link directly there for our fundraiser on GoFundMe. <clears throat> we also, if you don't like us or just want to donate directly to the artist, you're like, man, eh, I don't like their music. Screw them. You can donate directly to the Artist Relief Fund on our website. It's right there. We have two links ready to go. If you hit ours, it's going to help us make our record. And everything we raise will be matched by Oakland County to help the Artist Relief Fund. If you donate directly to the Artist Relief Fund, that will be matched by Oakland County as well. So we're just trying to get the word out, raise some money, hopefully help some people. And while we're at it, maybe make some new music, you know? (laughs) That's my goal. That's really what it's all about. I I love it. Hey, if you're feeling generous... Donate to both of them. Or, right. or do both. Well, the do thing both. Is, Why not both? If you, donate, if you donate to us, you're already donating to the other one. because it's well, Donate to both of them anyways. Just give yeah. 20 both. bucks instead of 10. Yeah, oh, if I had man. a day job, I'd be doing it myself. Exactly. You know, well, I do have a day job. So Thank you, Polly, for coming on. I'll definitely be by this team. I feel, like, I feel like we should do this again sometime. Uh, we're Absolutely. Definitely gonna do this again we will. And then per usual, I just have to put a little thing out there for any of our listeners, our viewers, our viewers slash listeners. If you have a story about your experience working in, hanging out at, just being around the service industry, 
please send us an email. We would love to hear your stories. And if you send us an email, we might read it online for free. Oh Give my God. Credit too. Tell your stories on Tales from the Bar side. We want to hear awesome. them. We want to tell them. And you guys so are going to know what's going on. I'm sorry. You're going to have a kick-ass theme song too soon. If I have my way. Please, we would Polly's love been working that. On a theme we would song love that. Yep, <laughs> it's coming <laughs> soon. Coming soon. It's Thank you so much surprise. for being on, Polly. We Dude, love seriously, you. Polly. We love Stone Clover. We're so happy to have you on. I love Thank you, brother. You and you know you're definitely welcome on Tales from the Bar Side. You're a friend of the show. You're welcome on anytime. So we're gonna check back with you in a little while and make sure that uh, everything's coming to plan. And uh, maybe we'll like people updates. That and first EP drops. We'll, start we'll also be posting the that. links on our Facebook and Instagram and everything too. And hopefully we'll hear your EP soon. Post well, some stuff for you. We'll have yard. We'll have socially distanced yard beer soon, and I'll bore you with the Perfect. story and music too. If you're if you're down, <laughs> that yes, is definitely absolutely. happening. Thank you so much, you guys. Everybody have a great week. We will see you next week. Bye, Love you guys. Bye, Love you too, bye. <laughs>